Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. Just after the election, I spent six days in and around Standing Rock, North Dakota, talking to people about the pipeline protest. I came back because I thought I had enough interviews for a story, but it's been taking a while to edit, and in the meantime, like two nights ago on Sunday, November 20th, there was a huge battle between the police and about 400 protesters, and I missed it. I followed it on Facebook by way of a live feed by a Brit named Kevin Gilbert. No way, you're just coming in. This is the blockade on 1806, just up from the, where everyone's camping, just off the Standing Rock Reservation. You can watch the video by going to Kevin Gilbert's Facebook page. That's Gilbert with two Ts. This is peaceful water protectors being fired upon with rubber bullets, tear gas, compression grenades, mace, and a water cannon. The battle happened at night on a highway and a concrete bridge over a creek that flows into the Missouri River. The highway's been closed for almost two months by two burned-out dump trucks parked nose-to-nose at the bridge, effectively separating the protesters, camped about a half-mile to the south, from the pipeline about a half-mile to the north. The battle started at sunset as some protesters, or water protectors as they call themselves, were trying to clear the road by towing the dump trucks with a semi-truck. They succeeded in pulling one dump truck into a ditch, but then the county sheriffs, the highway patrol, and the National Guard showed up with a water cannon and tear gas. This is militarized police in North Dakota, Bismarck, North Dakota, and National Guard. There were police from, I believe, five states here. That is a water cannon that is being fired continuously at these peaceful water protectors. Watching the video is crazy. The camera is a quarter mile from the bridge and at times way out of focus. And it's nighttime, it's dark, but the cops have some high-powered floodlights that illuminate the battlefield. Black silhouettes of protesters standing their ground in front of a white cloud of tear gas and steam from all the water being sprayed. They're firing rubber bullets. I do have that now confirmed from someone who was actually there. That's rubber bullets you're seeing being fired, hearing being fired. That's tear gas you see going across here. Those massive clouds is tear gas. These are unarmed people. Sorry guys, I'm I'm struggling with this right now because that's like people I know down there being treated like this, and it's it's beyond it's beyond insane. This is protecting, this isn't protecting life. This is protecting big oil and power. There's no life at threat down there. Well, there's only lives at threat on this side with the water cannon, they're gonna catch hypothermia, or with a rubber bullet they either catch in the face, or the tear gas they inhale so much they can't breathe. That's the threat to life. Militarized police force against peaceful protectors. This is 2016 in America. This is insane. This is Lindsay. She just came back from down where that water cannon's being fired on the front lines. Uh, yeah, they're watching a lot of uh, tear gas canisters right now, which on a bridge really sucks because you can't leave. So you just have, have to stay there and uh, breathe it or trample each other. When nobody's trampling each other. Sorry, it makes you uh, cough real hard. I cough so hard I threw up and peed my pants today. So that's fun. 
need to sit down. Yeah, sit down, sis. According to Gilbert, 167 people were injured. 12 were taken to an emergency room. Some were hit in the head by rubber bullets. One older man had a cardiac arrest. And on Gilbert's Facebook page, there are photographs of a woman with a two-inch chunk of skin and muscle blown out of her forearm, right down to the bones and ligaments, like from a concussion grenade that exploded as it hit her, tore right through her coat. I went to Standing Rock to talk to the police about why they're using military force against the protesters. It seems like such a bad idea in so many ways, and I wanted them to tell me why I'm wrong. Why is it necessary, or even practical, as it only makes their enemy stronger? But the authorities would not talk to me. To them, I was the enemy. It was also difficult to talk to the protesters or water protectors. They were wary of infiltrators, spies, and they didn't know me. They had no reason to trust me. They're mainly young people, under 30, maybe one-third native, two-thirds non-native. They come from all over the country, all over the world. There is the common feeling that they have nothing to lose. The world they're inheriting is not the world they want to live in, and many are willing to do whatever it takes, even give their lives trying to change this. As I was watching the live stream of the battle, I was thinking, this is our future. Our country is so severely divided that it's going to be like this everywhere. Protests, too many to count. Civil disobedience leading to militarized responses and arrests, casualties. There isn't going to be any compromising, no coming together. We're past that point. Now we're at each other's throats. I'm going to go back to Standing Rock. I need to finish editing the interviews I have, and then I'll go when it's cold and snowing. At the end of the last episode, I asked for donations, and I've been overwhelmed by the response. So many people sent money. For the first time in two years of podcasting, I'm out of debt. It's amazing. Thank you very much. I said I'd read the names of people who donated $100 or more, and I have a long list. Here goes. First, Chris Riley of Studio Riley and a man named Jeff who wants to remain anonymous. Then, Jason Shoup, Neil Roddick, Craig Rice, Dizra Siegel, Mark Steele, Nathan Cox, Michael Kravinsky, Andrew Holt, David Smolders, Kelly O'Donnell, Ross Beamish, Kelsey Lundberg, Brian Mayfield, James Jacobs, Gabriel Breyer, Ruben Ratting, Jade Whiting, Britton Stanfill, Malia Davis, Nicholas White, Ralph Strauman, Michael Leppi, Grace Lunsford, Sandy Adelsberg, Aaron Hunter, Henry Stevens, Julian Dendy, Orlando Higginbottom, Jacqueline Wineland, Kelsey Parker, Jacob Beard, Brian Sprintsock, Dimitri Erkin, Kane Lucas, Nathan Heyer, Michael Tanzer, Diane Sandberg, Sam Schindler, Anita Napoli, Mark Phillips, Mark Meyer, Elisa Shoemaker, Devin McAuley, Peter D'Andrea, Dennis Kultsoris, Robert Brook, and Mary Ann Robertson. Thank you again very much. And if I missed your name, please write to me and I'll read it next time. 
This song is We Have a Map of the Piano by the Icelandic group Moom. Thanks to everybody for listening. There are photos and a link to the video of the nighttime battle on our website, homebrave.com. <laughs>